Labs. Uh, hope you guys are doing well. Um, hope you guys are you know, taking care of yourselves in this crisis. Uh, I'm, I'm doing okay for the most part. Still kind of have to go to work because uh, we're having some issues with uh, working from home. So, you know, but I'm still doing well. I went to Home Depot today uh, for the first time in a while. It's kind of weird how they've set up like the entrances because like, I guess like they don't want too many people to go in all at once. So like they have a line. Uh, how, how was your week, uh, Fall? I mean, in terms of trying to go out, I've been gymming here and there and also um at home or going what? to uh no not at home i actually have a friend's brother that uh has like a small white bench in his uh garage so kind of use it a couple times a week i am very jealous i i actually looked up to actually try and uh try and maybe start my own home gym once i move into my uh, house um, just a little home gym. I looked up barbells for a, the one that I'm looking at, the Rogue one. That is 265 for a barbell. For just a barbell? For a for a barbell. Yeah, I think the 45 pound one. I'm like, Jesus, that's a lot of money. Yeah, I think the rule of thumb for me when it comes to buying weights is uh, finding like best deals is dollar per pound. That's dollar per that, pound. That's that's what I think. But I mean, you know. Depends on the brand, depends on the quality. Sometimes you can't find it dollar per pound, so you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, well, one of these days, I'll start up my own mini little gym. Okay, well, this week, we're going to do the best Kings wins and the worst Kings losses. We're going to have five wins and five losses. And we're going to just kind of go through what our personal ones are. Um, We'll first start with uh, just some honorable mentions. Uh, we're gonna start with the wins first. Uh, honorable honorable mentions for wins against the Celtics on uh, December seventeenth. That was a really tight game throughout. I think throughout. I did not watch it unfortunately. I would have probably crap my pants towards the end. Uh, <laughs> basically, uh, we kept it tight throughout the most of the game, and the game ends with Marcus Smart taking an open floater in the lane. It hits the rim. It bounces back and somehow doesn't go in. It was amazing. There are shots of, I don't know who the Celtics player is, but his face basically encapsulates, I think, everyone in that moment, Kings fans included, because it was a, a real intense moment. Well, do you have any honorable mentions on your end too? Uh, yeah, I got a couple. Uh, one being, I got to say, even though we lost against this one, March 8th, the Toronto Raptors, Yes. So he lost from one thirteen to one eighteen. I, I I would consider that a win in my books because we kept a close game throughout uh, all four quarters. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty proud of us uh, uh, keeping on the fight. My next two are winning against the Clippers twice. One with uh, Paul George in the squad, and the other with Kawhi on the squad. I I feel like winning against a playoff contending team like that is a pretty nice. Playoff contending, championship contending. So we're, yeah, so, we're so we're so we're in the championship contending uh, conversation there. Yeah, any any win against LA in my books is a win. Uh, okay. Um, so I have two extra honorable mentions. Um, uh, so the Luca game, uh, 
I don't want to say a lose game. The maps, the one we did win against the maps this this uh, year on December eighth, that was actually a really good game throughout. We did, I think, blow, blow a twenty point lead, but mm-hmm. we we kept strong and we beat. You know, what will probably be the king's nemesis for the next ten years, the Luca man. So it was a good win overall. Um, it was the first on a first of a back to back, and we will get to the other game in that back to back in a little bit. Uh, another one, uh, the Lakers game. Now, this was uh, this was a very good game. It was close throughout. We actually had chances to win, but uh, Harrison Barnes ultimately ends up accidentally kind of fouling him, fouling LeBron, uh, and then LeBron basically wins it with two free throws. Uh, Harrison Barnes gets tripped by LeBron. I don't care what anybody says, and gets blocked by Anthony Davis, and we lose the game. But that is a that is probably like the best team in the league, and we kept it we kept strong with them even though we didn't have box or box Fox or Bagley. So, yeah, so that was a really good what could have been a really good win, but we ended up losing. So that's why it's in the honorable mentions. Okay, uh, let's start with uh, number five, my my number five. Uh, Fong will follow it up. Uh, so my number fifth best win of the season. Uh, against the Suns on January 7th. Uh, this is kind of a pretty random one for the most part. This was actually during that really bad Kings stretch in Jan- in like the end of December and the beginning of January, where I think we lost like six, seven straight. But this one was a win, and it was a really good win because we were down 21 with 4.30 to go in the third. Uh, Corey Joseph, Dwayne Dedman, Trevor Reza, and I think Fox for a good stretch during that third quarter as well. No, he came in in the fourth. There was a, I forgot who the other players were, but basically they locked up. They slowly cut into the lead. Trevor Reza hits two huge threes to kind of spearhead the comeback. Corey Joseph was really good. Dwayne Denman was really good. That was actually even after he asked for the trade. And, you know, looking back, I'm kind of sad that we did trade him because, you know, he's really long. He's pretty mobile, pretty strong dude, defended DeAndre Aiden pretty well that game. And Fox ends up kind of looking like James Harden towards the end with some step back threes and some really clutch buckets. What's your number fifth, uh, Fong? I see. My number five is November 1st, the Utah Jazz, when we went 102 to 101. And... That's considered our first win of the season with a five loss streak in the beginning of the season. And I could have just my number five because I mean we gotta start somewhere. And hey, that it was a it was a good win. <laughs> we really it needed was a, it. we needed it. But I gotta say without Harrison Barnes getting that game tip winner, oh I mean to be fair, like Fox got a belly that open look that should have probably gone in, but it didn't. Mm, yeah, all, yeah, all the credit to the world or Harrison Barnes for a really nice tipping. That's a that was actually a really hard kind of tipping because he's going mm-hmm. down at, at, like when he th- when he tips it in. Yeah, and for the rest of the month of uh, November, because this yeah this was November first. We won one, two, three, four. I think it was five, eight six. eight of five, eight of five that that month. Yeah, eight of five, which is really good. Yeah, and it really gave us a lot of hope, didn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, December kind of fell through, but you never know. Yeah, so yeah, that was kind of the start of kind of just us finding that groove. That was before Fox got injured too, so like that was all the more impressive. Um, 
yeah, that was yeah. I I agree with that. I was going. To, I should have probably put that as an honorable mention, but it's just not in my list. I just most of my games involve some sort of really big comeback. Mm-hmm. I think that's why that wasn't in my my yeah, list. Most most of my wins and worst losses are based on either me watching or experiencing how it felt. I see. And okay. why, yeah, after that first win. Oh, it felt so good, especially against the Jazz. It was intense too because that was really back and forth towards the end. I remember just like, just like squeezing my fists together, sweating basically. Okay. Um. Okay. Moving on to my number four. This one was so I actually had a hard time with this one. So, so both Clippers games that we won, we did lose one against them. I don't have the date right here, but we had two wins against the Clippers back to back. It was the january 30th one and the uh february 22nd the january 30th one um paul george play uh Kawhi did not play paul george did but only for 19 minutes and we blew yeah. them out by i think 20 mm-hmm. yeah and um and so that's why i picked this one uh the february 22nd win against the clippers uh this one was because Kawhi did play close game for the most part, uh, although we did blow, I think, a 10-point lead, but uh, that is what it is. Um, we we kept strong. We ended up beating. We ended up beating the uh, Clippers very hand, very decisively too. It's and it ends with a beautiful uh, bogey pass to Harry Giles for a smosh, and that that was a statement dunk. And that was beautiful. What's your number four, Fong? So my number four is against the Dallas Mavericks, December eighth where we won at 110 to 106. And that was one of my honorable mentions. Yeah, it was your honorable mention. And uh, I got to say, winning against a team with Porzingis and Doncic on the floor, and this is without Fox or Bagley, and I forgot who else was out, but without Fox, I got to say, this team pulled through, especially... Uh, Without having any of those additions from the All Star break, yeah, it was it was definitely because uh, this was kind of one of those things where, I looking back, I like this was a great win. Don't get me wrong, but I remember thinking at the time we beat the Mavericks, but we can't beat the Spurs in, in Portland yeah. <laughs> right before it. Like that was that was what annoyed me. I, I hate to get really negative because you know this is a positive part mm-hmm. of the game, but you know it did bring up the kind of the. Kind of some of the kings is weird issues because it seems like they don't they get up for these games but they did not really well they got up for the spurs game but they didn't really close it out and it kind of made it frustrating for me at the time because i was like wow we're up scorching <laughs> we kind of smoked them smoked the maps for a while and then kind of blew the lead at the end but still like Again, I, my MVP for that game was Corey Joseph. Having to guard a Luca, who's a good eight inches taller than him, good seven, eight inches taller than him, and doing a pretty good job for the most part. And that was what's, what was most impressive to me about that game. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and, and also in the LA game, he guarded LeBron. Just insane to me how he was able to do that. So, yeah, just it really brought out kind of like the grittiness of this team uh, during, during that stretch. And then, oh, yeah. Corey, we'll, and then we'll Corey. kind of get to it, but then we lost it. So, <laughs> what were you saying about uh, Corey Joseph? Oh no, yeah, I gotta say Corey Joseph was a great addition to our backup uh, point guard position. But for that game, 
I, I believe Belisa and Buddy Hield really pulled through for this team. Yeah, they were definitely the scorers. You kind of need them to score a lot mm-hmm. without Fox. Oh, and yeah. a, was Bogey in that game? Remember? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. But the only thing, uh, it's just too bad that uh, casual fans are too stupid to understand what Corey Joseph does for the, does for the team. That, that's just my thing. But Okay, uh, moving on to my third one, my third best win of the season. Now, this one is a bit kind of unorthodox, but this one was one that I watched, and I thought it was just really impressive the way the Kings won. Uh, against OKC on December 11th, uh, we were down double digits for most of the second half, and down 11 with 7.14 to go. I was actually getting ready to turn the game, turn the game off, but decided to just leave it on, and they came back. Um, Rashawn Holmes switches to Chris Paul in the final possession, just about blocks the shot, t- forces a really tough uh, mid-range, you know, Chris Paul's signature mid-range shot, at, b- almost blocks it, and they miss, and we win 102 to 101. That was a really great win. And also, Bo- Bogey hit the go-ahead uh, game-winning three that actually put us up, put us up one when we were down two. So that was a really great win for us. And again, this was the stretch of the gritty. The gritty Kings team. What's your number three, Fong? Let's see. My number three is against the Houston Rockets in uh, December 9th, where we won 119 to 118. And some would say this would be higher on the list, but uh, throughout the whole game, it, it was a, I believe it was a good back and forth. But seeing that three point shot from Valencia to seal the deal was mm, that was, that was also great and honestly mm-hmm. like <laughs> it kind of sucks for pj tucker i love pj tucker by the way uh, but like he just kind of slipped <laughs> and that kind of gave a uh, billy like an mm-hmm. opening and boom hits the three and just one of the most satisfying kind of sounds is when the opposing team hits a game winner and you hear the gasp and the voices of the home crowd that is just one of the greatest sounds mm-hmm. ever and plus, this was a back-to-back game, uh, day before being the Dallas Mavericks game, which was my number four in the best. Yeah, and wins. you know, it, you know, the Rockets game is on my list, and I will get to it. Don't worry. But yes, mm-hmm. that was super impressive because these two are playoff, playoff contending, are playoff teams, and it, I was chalking when I was looking at the schedule. I was chalking these two up as losses, and was hoping that. We will win the Portland and the uh, Spurs game, the two games before that, and I, and I was thinking like, well, shit, that's two, that's two more losses in the in the loss column. So, yeah, it was amazing to see uh, us win those two games, and that was kind of the peak for a while, like because after this, it gets pretty ugly. And also the also the uh, also these three games the Luke the uh, Mavs Rockets and OKC game they were all they were part all part of a three game win streak. For us. Mm, and, that's those are huge. Yeah, and we will get we will get to what happens after that. Don't worry, don't you worry. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, my number two best win of the season. Now this was something historic. So listen, li- listen to the stat. Let me just pull it up real quick. I think well, the gist of it is that going into this game, teams were eight thousand three hundred seventy-one to zero, in in games where they led seven led led by seventeen with under three minutes to go. Oh, geez. After this game, 
371 uh, to 1. But I mean, in terms of odds, that's that's a small odd. Okay, I can't find the stat right now. Sorry, sorry, listeners. But but the, but if, if you haven't realized, I'm talking about the Minnesota game on uh, January 27th. So we were down, I think, tw- oh, down tw- 20 plus for most of this game. I'll admit, did not watch this game. The funny story is that no. I turned it on w- when we were down six. Because I remember looking at the score. I'm like, oh, okay, well, fuck. <laughs> turn on. I saw that we were down, I think six, with about thirty seconds to go. Right when I turn it on, Buddy Heel hits that three in Shabazz Napier's face, and I'm and I remember raising. I can't actually do it, but like if I could do it, I would raise the Rock's eyebrow. I was like, hmm, <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, down three. Andrew Wiggins proceeds to miss a decent look. He misses it pretty badly, actually. Uh, I think, and I think it was Andrew Wiggins who ended up fouling Fox um, when the Kings were down three. Uh, Fox hits the first free throw and proceeds to throw the ball in the front of the rim so perfectly that literally no one could have could have actually stopped him from getting that ball. And you know, I, I've heard people complain about how the Wolves blew this one, and don't get me wrong, they blew this one. There was nothing they could really do about Fox getting the ball in that one because he got it in so fast that you can't box out the shooter in that case. Like the the guys who were boxing out in the lane, they did they did their jobs. It's just that you know the, the it was just such a perfect play. And I've also heard um, one of a very respected person that I listen to, like say you know. Uh, Ryan Saunders is a bad coach because he took out Andrew Wiggins in the fourth quarter. And my thought was, they were they were up 17. You, you bench a, it's okay to bench a guy with under three minutes to go when you're up 17 because this has never happened before. And it's it was just incredible to watch the Kings somehow get get this one. Again, he again, De'Aaron Fox misses the, misses the free throw on purpose. Gets the rebound, does actually does a lane violation. Thank God, thank God the refs didn't call that, and lays it in, tying it up, and Kings ultimately end up winning in uh, OT. And Wolves had a lot of chances to win that game, and they blew it. Josh Okogie especially had, I think what two missed free throws and missed two point blank tippins, which basically sealed the game for us, which was just. Oh, that was that was pro- that was definitely one of the best games I've ever watched, and one of the most unbelievable. I remember just laughing so hard when De'Aaron Fox made that play. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. What, what uh, what's your number two? Funny enough, it's the same. Same, <laughs> same game. Perfect. Yeah. All right, talk about I it. I mean, I mean, you already pretty much mentioned the crazy hitting the rim, bouncing back straight to Fox. Hmm. It was it was just crazy. Funny enough, I fell asleep in the third quarter as usual because I expected the Kings to lose. Were we down twenty seven at one point? Like, it was yeah, ugly. that's that was probably when I fell asleep. <laughs> I mean, I would have been but, ang- I would have been too angry to go to sleep. So, but lucky enough, yeah, I watched the last I believe five minutes, and but the big part was the last minute of that fourth quarter and i gotta say i i was shocked 
there's no words to describe how shocked I was for this game. So, so overall, yeah. I liked how uh, I liked that Buddy Heald pulled through with this game as well. Forty-two points. Forty-two points. Yes, the reverse nine Kobe. for fourteen. Yeah, nine for fourteen. And I believe twenty-four shot attempts. I believe this was the game after Kobe's death as well. It was the first game, I think, right after Kobe's death, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I remember now. Yeah. So, all, and again, he, he had 20, uh, um, Buddy had 24 shot attempts, which was just perfect. <clears throat> yes. Everything everything was about this game was perfect for the Kings, and so I felt so sorry for Wolves fans. I remember just hearing the, the PA guy Kind of just like playing that noise. Come on, Wolves fans, howl for us! And like no one was howling. Basically, it was, just, <laughs> it was so sad. Well, but, but that that was also because a lot of people left. Because I get what seven up seventeen with just under three minutes to go. Like usually, you don't blow a game like that. Um, oh no! Yeah, sure. It was it, it was truly one of the most amazing wins. <laughs> ever and and the reason why it's not number one on my list because number one rockets rockets december 9th uh fong didn't mention it that is the belly game winner game it was just such a beautiful back and forth game um we were just trading threes and you know harrison barnes was getting in the act by hitting step back threes buddy heel hits a pretty ridiculous fading to his left three that somehow went in and <clears throat> Westbrook, uh, I think, got an and one at the end, or did he just score a score a layup? I don't remember. It's been a while. I gotta have to go back and check. Well, anyways, uh, Russell Westbrook makes a lay. I think he just made a layup because I think we tied it, tied it uh, down three with the buddy three. Uh, Russell, oh, that's right. He he made a layup. Yeah. yeah. Russell Westbrook basically just gets the rim completely un with no no real resistance because Buddy was guarding him. Um, and he puts the he puts the Rockets up three point six seconds to go. Um, I forgot who was inbounding, but Belly gets the ball, splashes a three from thirty from about thirty some feet away, and <laughs> and just the noise that the crowd makes is wonderful. It was a beautiful game, and it was one of our and it was one of the game. It was a it was just great the way he the way he um the way he um made that shot the way he popped out. It, so that's why it's my number one because it, we hit a game winner. It was back and forth, and it was against a really good team. What's your number one? My number one would have been the Portland Trailblazers on March seventh, where we won one twenty-three to one eleven. Now uh, we talked about this game in another podcast. Please give it a listen, and uh, <laughs> and overall. I would say even this game was a really good game, especially since Willard came back. And that was a big piece for Portland Trailblazers to kind of bounce back to try grabbing the eighth seed for themselves. But with us competing against this, I wouldn't say stat, but with Willard and McCollum on the team, getting this win was big for us because we wanted that eighth seed and this made me believe that we can get that eighth seed 
but sadly, you know, with the coronavirus and whatnot, we'll never know. Yeah, and the tr- I guess the true test would have been the Pelicans game, but and also don't let the score fool you. We we won this game one twenty three to one eleven, but we were up twenty yeah. for most of the game. Like it was mm-hmm. dominating, and they only kind of slightly came back towards the end. But to be able to kind of make a statement the way we did, we just we were up, we just dominated them, and port and it was the first win in Portland since twenty twelve. Oh, Kings, yeah, which is crazy. it was. So it's it, we made we came out we made a statement we wanted that eighth seat and we were dominating them, and again Lillard played horrible like the, this game he cut he kept trying to look for contact uh, was like what I saw and he kept just not getting the foul call or, and just missing the shot and this was also I think our first scuffle of the year with Alex Len trying to set a screen against CJ McCollum <laughs> and. CJ McCollum didn't like that, and uh, yeah, it kind of went into a scuffle. I don't know how Alex Len was not ejected. I don't know, but no, I wasn't going to complain. But yeah, great dominating win for us. It, I just don't put it on there just because it wasn't really close. I guess I, I don't know, but I just I just prefer I just my rankings, my games all <clears throat> involve some sort of comeback and maybe some sort of game winning play. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with your ranking. Actually, I actually kind of forgot about that game because, you know, we just won it so handily. It didn't really last in my mind that much. Okay, well, now it's time to kind of get a little sad. Unfortunately, don't worry. We'll we'll kind of pick it up towards the end. But, um, so we're gonna go into our worst five losses of the season. Uh, this is this is the part of the dark timeline. Uh, so. Uh, before I before we get into it, uh, I'll, I'll we'll mention our honorable mentions. Um, first one is get against the Heat on January twentieth. We were up six with two minutes to go. You would think you would think the coaching staff probably said no threes. Um, <clears throat> heat the Heat proceed to hit two threes because why the hell not? And then we were up two. We were up two with 0.6 seconds to go after a belly putback. Um, Corey, jo- um, Corey Joseph ends up on uh, Bam Adebayo on the next possession after a Harrison Barnes switch. Uh, Heat lob it up, and uh, Bam Adebayo tips it in, be- tips it in perfectly, and they go to overtime, and we lose. Uh, another honorable mentions against the Spurs on December sixth. We were up nine with one one minute and fifty seconds to go, and all the Kings had to do was just hold the ball, just hold the ball, make. Sh- and just you know, try and get a good shot. We end up blowing that lead, and it then kind of culminated with um, Buddy losing Bellinelli on that final play. He hits the three to go to overtime. We lose by one in overtime. That was uh, really ugly. And just an honorable mention: this is a special one uh, against the Wizards on March third. So we did end up winning this one, but we did blow a twenty-eight point lead. And it was devastating watching it at the time. Uh, Luke Walton gets ejected um, at one yeah. point, and we did win the game by seven. But it was a really close game, and it really never should have been. What are your honorable mentions? Uh, sadly, I don't have any because I hate looking at losing. I feel you. But... This was pretty ugly, kind of, because most of the losses come from like the same, kind of the same span of time, it's... basically. Yeah, plus it's always most of the losses in my opinion are also like kind of same same uh what's that word? Story. Same. 
yeah, same theme. Like it happened before they did it again type deal. Yeah. So, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, by the way, I only have four. Oh, that's bottom flies. I, I, I didn't count right. Oh, that's fine. Um, we'll just, uh, we'll we'll just work with your four. It should be fine. We don't really want to dwell on this part too long anymore. Yeah. Okay. So let's start with my number f- fifth worst loss. So, all right. The fi- all right. So first game against the Wolves on uh, October twenty sixth. Was it October? Should have been. Wait, October twenty sixth. That doesn't make sense. Uh, December. <laughs> I think it's December. December twenty sixth. Sorry, 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 listeners. <laughs> Made a mistake. Okay, on December twenty sixth, this was the double OT uh, loss in Sacramento. Um, so this game, uh, I th- yeah, Fox and Bagley actually did play, but Fox went out early with back spasms or something after landing weird, mm-hmm. and Marvin gets injured. I think midway through the when we were kind of making a run uh, with a weird foot sprain or something like that. And, yeah, so uh, the game ultimately ends with kind of Bogey and Buddy kind of leading the team. Uh, Buddy gets benched for most of the fourth, and I think all of the first OT, if not maybe towards the end he came back, but he gets benched for a long period of time. Uh, it was a very ugly game. A lot of missed shots, a lot of breaks. I think well, I think Bogey had two chances to win it, but missed both shots, and they went in double overtime, where we ultimately end up losing with Buddy missing a three when we were down one. It was an okay shot, but you know, I'm, I was just glad that was over. I watched this game. I turned it off just because it was so ugly. What are your thoughts on the game? Well, I mean, all I was gonna say is like any other loss that I've watched. In the past, uh, always slept in the second half. I mean, uh, I mean, we weren't that good in the first half either. That was the big issue. It was, it was just an ugly overall game. That was kind of when we yeah. lost our mojo. We just didn't know who we were at that point. Mm-hmm. Plus, we lost two big pieces as well, especially in Fox. Yeah, the, and but that's like my, the thing with this team. With this team, but you you don't need Fox to win this game. You don't need Bagley to win this game against this miserable team. And it's <laughs> that was what's most frustrating. And yeah, and you know, Lord Lord knows where we would have been had we won that game. Like we're a half game up from anyone else, and you know, may, you know, maybe we built some momentum, but that, you know, that's near nor there. Okay, uh, what's your number four? So my number four is on October twenty third against the Phoenix Suns, where we lost ninety five to one hundred twenty four. I did not know we lost by that much, by the way. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> I that was the first game of the season, by the way. Yeah, I know. I remember. And I was excited in the beginning of the season because we were gaining this type of momentum from. Um, the previous season where we had this kind of kind of like thing that we're having this fast paced kings team new coach uh new players and like healthy team overall and just to watch it through first quarter all the way through the fourth quarter and lose to the phoenix suns 95 to 124 I, I there's no words to describe how disappointed I was. Yeah, and we and like we saw signs of what the what the what the Kings could have been 
were like expected to be because in that in that like early like in that early like i think first half like you know buddy was like going down the court hitting threes you know fox was being fast and you know we saw signs mm-hmm. of that we're like hey th- yep this is the team from last year perfect let's just build up on it then boom we hit we just hit that brick wall and I, I remember just having a thought. I'm like, I was thinking that the Suns could be good just because they finally just solved like two of their big issues is having a point guard and having like, you know, decent NBA players like in Kelly Oubre and you know DeAndre mm-hmm. Ayton was really good in this game, by the way. And, you know, Ricky Rubio, Tyler Johnson and those guys, those guys are all competent like players. And I was think I had a thought. I was like, they might be good. And, you know, they did end up having a really hot start to the season, but they've kind of fallen apart since. So that's why it doesn't rank as high. Uh, spoilers, it doesn't rank as high on mine. But, um, yeah, but that was an ugly start to the season. Okay, moving on to my number four. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about the Pistons. Uh, so the Pistons game on uh, January 24th. Uh, I did not watch this game, but I, I did follow the score pretty much through to the end because I was in class and I remember just looking at the score and just looking at the, the lead just co- constantly increase and just being very sad and not focusing on in class anymore because I was just so pissed and just so sad that uh we just blew that we were gonna lose to the goddamn Pistons um and apparently this was also the first game that uh Reggie Jackson played in um I think for a while he was injured for a long time and he came back this game and torched the Kings. There was that. Any thoughts? Yeah, it's it's another game that I slept on too. <laughs> uh, I gotta I gotta have to say all throughout the whole list that you put out that I see right now, I'm I'm pretty sure I slept through half of the game knowing that the Kings would lose. Uh, I mean, the, the the frustrating thing about this game is that that is a game that is so winnable. Like, it's the it's the freaking it's the freaking Pistons. Like, you know, they're a pretty bad franchise for the most part. That team was not good. Like, what? Mm-hmm. How could? How do we get blown out by them? I think Derrick Rose didn't even play this game. So, yeah, it was it was hard to it was hard to even follow the score, much less watch this game. Okay, uh, what, what's your number three? So my third one on January 15th was against the Dallas Mavericks, where we lost 123 to 127. And I put this in here because I was actually at this game. And I, for, for some reason, I got so irritated during the fourth quarter where I guess no one could have guarded Seth Curry, no one could have guarded uh, Luka Doncic, and of course, you know, Porzingis was really well with the rebounding and stuff, that I left, I believe, five minutes within, like, the last five minutes of the fourth quarter because I, I just knew that there, there's no way of bouncing back. Actually, a lot of people left pretty early in the fourth quarter i remember when i was at this game yes i mean it's too bad i mean like the, the thing the thing with this one is like you know if you're not gonna guard luca all that well like he had a triple double and was pretty much pretty dominant throughout the game and 
you're you got to shut down everything everyone else and they just couldn't not that they couldn't do it it was more or less that they would they would miss some threes and and we wouldn't get the rebound for whatever reason it's not it's not like it's not just all you know porzingis being tall but like we would just not be able to get to loose balls and ultimately it always led to a three it felt like and that kind of just like cut shut like you know shut down our run and basically and basically that happened multiple times throughout the game and i remember like i think in the uh, third quarter was when the game kind of really got out of hand and it was it was like the exact that exact play that i just described you know um they would miss a shot that uh, dallas would get the rebound somehow and then they would pass out to seth curry for a three and boom they hit a three and, and guess what they kill a run from the kings and that's been, that was basically the story of the game for me watching through it. I was watching it. I was trying to watch it, uh, see uh, how Marvin was doing. Overall, I think Marvin was fine through this game. Um, there were moments where I, you know, I really wish that the Kings would pass him the ball in the post. I don't know. Even though I really don't like that type of offense where you, you know, quote unquote, feed the big man. But, like he had inside position on small guys like throughout the game and they just would not pass it to him. And that was, I imagine that was very annoying for Marvin. And yeah, mm-hmm. and you can never, you can never mention, you know, the Mavs without the Luka man. So this was when the Luka man completely dominated. I think he had a triple double by, by the half and, and finishing, finishing with a pretty nasty triple double as well. I don't have stats for it. That's, that's what I have for this game. All right. What's your number three? Uh, or Yeah, I'm on number three. Okay. Okay, my number three is uh, against the Suns on opening night. You just mentioned this one. So this one, we were actually up 11 with 4.26 to go in the second. This was when we we expected to just pull away. I thought we were up more, but apparently we weren't. And we slowly, and the Suns slowly chipped away at the lead. I think they almost tied it. I don't remember the exact score, but it was very close by the half. And then they just blew the game open. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mar- uh, Marvin Bagley ends up getting injured. It's not clear. It's not completely clear where it happens, but a lot of people are speculating or speculated that it happened with like five minutes to go in the fourth. And yes, it was a very kind of reality check in some way for us because we were expecting that the team from last year would just, you know, build upon the, uh, what we what we did last year and. You know, at, at certain points we did, but it came to a screeching halt, and we just got destroyed by the uh, by uh, the Suns again. As I said earlier, I thought I didn't know we lost by 30, 29. Sorry, but I didn't know we lost by that much. I know we got blue blown out, but that shows you just how ugly this game was for the Kings. Okay, what's your uh, what's your number two? So my number two is the Charlotte Hornets on December seventeenth. Where we lost 102 to 110. Now, I felt like this was a game where we could have won easily, such as, you know, the. Um, mm-hmm. There's always that one player, or two players, or maybe three, that somehow do really well against us. And overall, when I'm looking at the stats right now, overall, the Hornets team did pretty well. Like, every, every player did you know? Do you know what, what's most frustrating about it, though? Terry Rozier and Devontae Graham did not shoot well that game. They're two stars. No, no. They're two actual stars did not shoot well that game. 
Yeah. Which was all the more frustrating because this was kind of when I noticed that weird trend where it seems like the Kings def- either, you know, defend the star players really well or the or the star player would just play like shit. I don't know what it is. But this was just one of those games that proved it perfectly. Terry Rozier and, uh, and again, Devontae Graham, they're two stars, basically. Like, played like shit for the four for 16, if I remember right. They did not shoot well. Yeah, that's correct. And it was, it, instead, it was Malik Monk. Malik Monk, 23 yeah. and 10, right? I remember right? Uh, 23 points. He was 9 for 12. 10 rebounds. 10 rebounds. Yes, 23 and 10. So, like, what the? And he was the one that kind of kind of blew the game open. He had he hit a kind of a open three, and then hit a really tough step back three that basically kind of you know started that run. That kind of blew the game open in the fourth. So yeah, it's it's a weird trend. It was definitely apparent during this run of like Kings losses because guys uh, there will be a Malik Monk like every game where they would just destroy us. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, I also added this as one of my worst because uh, this was also the start of our seven-game losing streak. I think it was seven or eight. I forgot to count it, but okay, it's eight. It was the <laughs> worst stretch of Kings basketball of this season? Yeah, eight losses, making this one our first one. So that's actually a, a perfect transition to another Hornets game, the one on October thirtieth, mm-hmm. as. So I, I when I was reading through the notes, I thought we I thought we had the same one, but apparently you you had the December one. I had the October one, and this one was the true reality check of the Kings. It was kind of when I was at my lowest point for the most part. I was actually calling for uh, the team to fire Luke at this point, and calling for them to trade Bogey because Bogey up to this point had played very selfishly and honestly not great at all, right? And it was so basically this was the game that we looked at. Okay, that we have to win this one, like even before the start, the season started, because we uh, we had the Suns, which we blew. Uh, Portland is very up and down. We lost that one, and then we played against the Jazz. I think the next day. Check. Okay, then then we then we had to go to the Jazz. We got blown out. Although we I wasn't expecting to win that one, and we lost mm-hmm. against Denver, which. Kind of was expected because Denver's a good team. But the, the Hornets, the Hornets were projected to be probably the worst team in the league. And they beat us so handily. It was embarrassing. This was one of the first games that uh, we start hearing the boos. You know, the Kings fans started booing their own team because it was just mm-hmm. so ugly. And it was it was one of the darkest, uh, darkest points of the season. And it, in a season where there were a lot of low points but i think this was the definitely probably the darkest yeah actually now that i think about it i think that was my or supposed to be in the middle of my worst i don't know why it's in, not in my list but yeah i got gotta say yeah losing to the hornets twice already this season is it's, it's just nope, they sad. no they swept the season series <laughs> we only played oh, twice <laughs> we only played twice <laughs> yeah Oh yeah. I mean, it's fine. Like you know, some so, some of these things happen, but this game was pretty inexcusable because it was it was really just the reality check early in the season. It was mm-hmm. ugly. So, okay, what's your what's your number one? I believe we both have the same number one. Worst. How did season. you know? How did I know? All right, go ahead. 
Now, on December 13th, the Sacramento Kings played one of the best teams that the NBA has ever seen. 1974 NBA champion. I don't know if that's the right year. I don't care. <laughs> We're NBA champion, champions at one point. Where we lost 101 to 103 against the number one seeded New York Knicks. I, I, I remember <sighs> I remember going through. Uh, so we have these Q and A's with uh, the athletic writers, and I was participating in one of them. And one of mm-hmm. and someone asked, "Do you think the Kings or not Kings? Do you think the Knicks can make the playoffs this year?" And the, and the writer responded back, "In the NBA? <laughs> oh yeah." Now, this is a game where we had a few good players play well, but the Knicks somehow, those random players play even better. Wasn't Alfred Payne a lottery pick? I think he was. (laughs) He was. So yeah, yeah, we got beat by a lottery pick. (laughs) We can say that. Yeah, he... Scored 16 points. Now I haven't seen him score probably double digits in a long while. He was dishing out dimes, if I remember right. Like uh, Oh yeah, he was. And, you know, Julius Randle is who Julius Randle was. R.J. Barrett, I don't think played well, if I remember right. Yeah, he was only uh, four for 14, zero frees from him, eight points. But um. Yeah, I remember uh, someone, I was talking to someone, and he was saying that he was going to the New York Knicks game as his first game, his first Kings game, and he was a big Kings fan. And this was before the game, by the way. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I was like, oh, there's there's no way the Kings would lose this game. I mean, the Knicks would have been a breeze to play against and this was right after the okc win that i mentioned earlier in my top five wins so we were running we were (sighs) running on fumes we were we were up we were on something at that point like Mm -hmm. us fans no i I don't i don't remember watching this game i was probably doing something at the time but i remember seeing the score and i was i was shocked and, uh, I followed I... it through Twitter, and I slowly oh, yeah. saw the lead window. So yeah, so when I saw the guy again, I wouldn't be surprised if he became a Knicks fan at that point. <laughs> no, no, you're, no, no, nothing will make you a Knicks fan. No, no, you might as but, well stay I mean, a Kings fan at that point. So. Yeah, but that game being his first game, I I felt kind of bad. <laughs> Yeah, my coworker told me he went to this game, and uh, yeah, he he was pretty shocked. Um, I think that was basically that's basically the only way to describe it. Um, so, you know, just just to kind <clears> of <throat> end this list, my num- my number one worst loss is also the Knicks game. Uh, as said before, I did not watch this game because I wasn't home at that point. I think I was at the gym, and I was mm. just following through Twitter. And I remember we went up sixteen in. In the third, uh, here it says uh, four. We were up 16 with 4:45 to go in the third, and I remember seeing the tweets of people say Kings fans saying the New York Knicks are a fucking joke. They're an embarrassment. They're a horrible team. 
And I slowly just saw the narrative turn, the tweets kind of like the tone shift as, <laughs> as the New York Knicks slowly came back and just slowly sucked the life out of us. And that was when we, that was when we discovered we cannot have nice things and we end up blowing the game. And that was kind of where, again, Kings did this a lot, especially in the early parts of the season, where they would beat they would beat some really good teams. They would get up for good teams. They would get up for the Lakers. They would get up. I don't think they played the Clippers at that point, but again, they beat OKC, they beat the Celtics, and they beat. This was after the Pelly game, I think. Yeah. So this was after, and they beat. They can beat the Rockets. But when the Bulls and the Knicks come to town, we would lose against them, and it was very frustrating. This was this was back in that stretch. Yeah, uh, a funny highlight from that game was uh, when Kevin Knox dunked in our own basket. Yeah, I think he tip- I thought he tipped it in or something. Yeah, it was a tip, but they they called it a dunk. Now, if only we had won that game, that would have been probably his career highlight. <laughs> that would have been played forever. <laughs> oh yeah. This is from a guy that kind of wants Kevin Knox on this team. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd be nice. I actually asked uh, I actually asked the writers, like, do you think we can get Kevin Knox or Kelly Oubre for a first-round pick for our pick this year? And he said probably for Oubre, but probably not for Knox. I'll take huh, Uber. Really? I'll take Uber. Yeah, I, I I'll take Uber too. Yeah. So, and we'll probably get into that a little bit in maybe an off, maybe another off-season uh pod episode, but yeah. Um, you know, Kelly Uber as a king, I would love that. Oh yeah. I actually died. uh we were going to get him a few years back. I, I understand why we didn't. Again, we'll get more into it, but I don't think our culture really could have sustained him. Although, you know, it's not like the Suns have that big of a culture. So, <laughs> Yeah, this was back when he was still a wizard. Yeah, and he had a lot of attitude issues too. So, okay, well that's it. Gonna be it for <laughs> our top five and bottom five wins and losses uh, for the Kings this year. So just a um, little few extra kind of house cleaning things. Um, George Carl had a really funny tweet. Uh, you guys should go check it out for the listeners who, you know, made it all the way to here. Thank you for listening. Um, he had a pretty fun April Fool's uh, tweet about uh, coming back to the King's front office and bringing back Boogie Cousins. Now, if you know the history between the two of them, that would never happen. And I don't think he's on good t- terms with the Kings either. So no way that would ever happen. Um, another one, uh, I also found a guy, his his Twitter handle is uh, Bane's Fan Club, and it is one of the best <laughs> pages I've ever seen. Um, so yeah, you guys should give him a follow. Um, he's if you just want to find things that are pretty funny about Aaron Baines. Um, oh, uh, so this well, not this week, but like I think about a week ago, I uh, watched uh, Blazers versus uh, Rockets game four, uh, or game four, game six. That this is the Damian Lillard game winner game for those of you who don't know. But I watched that game and. You know, our boy, Jeremy Lin is on, well, not our boy, but um, me and Fong's, uh, one of me and Fong's favorite players, Jeremy Lin is on that team. And he was pretty good for the most part, although he didn't do much mm-hmm. this game because, well, we're going to get to him. A lot of, because Dwight Howard kept posting up and they kept feeding him the ball, despite him not being all that good in the post. 
and the and despite the fact that he's a pick and he's a pick and roll role man, that's his best position, and that you have Jeremy Lin and James Harden, some of the better uh, pick and roll ball handlers out there, but instead he wants to post up. To be fair, he got some buckets and got some fouls, but he's not good at shooting fouls. He's not good at shooting free throws. Not that great at drawing fouls. And it was just frustrating for me to watch. And also, it's fascinating to actually see how much the game has changed. Like, you probably would never see in today's game where, like, you you see, like, a basically a playoff team keep feeding someone in the post. Maybe the Nuggets would do it, but even then, it's not. Even then, like, they don't do it that much, from my knowledge. Like, it's usually perimeter play. Um, yeah, it's just crazy to see how much the game has changed. Uh, another fun little thing, Thomas Robinson, you know, King's fourth pick in 2012, is on this team with Damian Lillard, who we should have drafted um, in the 2012 draft. And it, he, you know, Thomas Robinson's really good in this game. He had some really nice cuts, you know. like, And it's like, it's just kind of sad that, you know, his, his career didn't pan out. But yeah, Damian Lillard proceeds to hit the game winner. Uh, right before that, Jeremy Lin actually banks in a three, I think, with just over 40 seconds to go, if I remember right. Maybe it's in like a minute to go. But he basically banks in a three that would have probably iced the game because Rockets were up two at that point. And it, and but, uh, what's it called Omer Ashik ends up grabbing uh, LaMarcus Aldridge to stop him from closing out. And they wave the shot off. And it is pretty unfortunate because... If that shot had counted, they probably win that game. <laughs> and but instead, you know, if you guys know a little bit, know your basketball history, Damian Lillard hits that game winner and sends the Rockets home. And yeah, it was just kind of a fun watch for me, you know, despite knowing the result. That was a. Do you have any games that you watch? Because like they the NBA, the NBA YouTube channel streams these games now. It's pretty cool. Uh, to be honest, it's been a while since I watched a full game, but yeah, I remember that shot. Watching it live, that was a big shocker. I was I was rooting for the Rockets. Same here. Course. Same here. And just seeing Damian Lillard just chuck that from beyond the arc. Oh, it's I could remember where he shot it from. I remember too. thinking it was off. I don't know why. I was like, that's off, and it goes in. I was like, oh. <laughs> just staring yeah. at the screen for the next 20 seconds would have been game seven but nope i mean yeah the dame lillard is a bad man it's just that is yeah, that is an that... amazing shot that's how you know the kid is special and yeah those years of the portland trailblazers were were crazy mm-hmm. just him and mccollum oh no, no no that was before mccollum that was what that was back when him and lamarcus aldridge oh dear gosh yeah. It's been that long already. Of course, it's been a while. It's been a while, but yeah, you got you got to study up on your little on your uh, basketball history. <laughs> unfortunately, CJ McCollum did not get good until those guys left. Unfortunately, they had a uh, mm-hmm. they had what uh, I forgot Wesley Johnson and Nick Batum and those guys. Like that was oh, a nice team, but like CJ McCollum was not playing that much at that point. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. so, yeah, that was a pretty. It was just a good flashback moment for me. Unfortunately, today I think how guys' uh, grand grandparent was a grandpa or grandmother grandmother died from COVID nineteen. Um, 
So, you know, I was really sorry to hear that. Um, yeah, this. Oh wait, sorry, it's Grandpa. Grandpa, Ooh. sorry, Grandpa. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's my fault. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, his grandpa has died of uh, COVID nineteen. Yeah, this uh, this crisis is really just it's insane. I've n- never seen. I've well, I've never seen something like that. I doubt a lot of people have, just because I think the Spanish flu back back in the day was pretty bad, but like SARS. I don't think SARS was something like this where it caused this much, like, where it caused a pandemic, basically. Yeah, especially. The situation that we're in is just so surreal. I know. It's just, like, you see, again, I went to Home Depot today, and, like, they, and, like, they, like, completely redid how you have to enter, like, the store, and Costco's done the same thing. You have, like, Mm -hmm. you know, only a certain amount of people can be in the store at one time, and yeah crazy they, they really count it yeah and yeah so everyone just kind of stay safe out there you know we'll we'll get through this together you know things will look bleak now but you know we'll get better and you know hopefully you know civilization kind of starts up soon or kind of restarts like lord knows what it's going to look like at that point you know hopefully we get some uh you know, when society starts back again, we can get uh, NBA games and, you know, some wrestling as well. Man. Because right now, you know, I, although we're a lot more accustomed to this, I know a lot of people are struggling just staying home all the time. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to feel it. I don't know. I, I am perfectly fine with this. Because <laughs> it's just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I like being indoors more. Oh, I'm, I'm one okay. of those. I'm one of those people. The only time I ever go out is th- to play basketball or to eat maybe go shopping every now and then like i don't really do anything outside yeah but now that basketball is aren't they closing the parks around us now i don't know i haven't checked i don't i don't, I don't again i don't i rarely go out like <laughs> i rarely go out at all yeah it's 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 insane so but you know everyone just kind of you know of course you know <clears throat> wash your hands you know, keep keep a good distance, and if you think you're sick, self quarantine yourself, and just you know, tr- you know, just stay healthy, guys. Be careful out there. That will and that will uh, be the end of the uh, podcast. Thank you for listening uh, through all of this. Um, we'll be back mm-hmm. next week, and hopefully, we'll have some more news for you guys or some more topics to discuss. All right, see you guys next week. Yeah.